This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Remain blessed as you listen. Father, it's our utmost desire, Lord, that you will help us to continue in our work with you, help us to continually be captivated, O oh God, by your face, by your glory, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bow our hearts this morning. We, we, we ask that you will come. We ask that you will speak to us this morning. We ask that your word will move swiftly in this place in the name of Jesus. Bring enlightenment to us, O oh God. Open our hearts. Bring understanding to us. Bring liberty in the spirit, O oh God. Let us find liberty in our work with you, in our relationship with you, in the name of Jesus. Help us to be released, O oh God, into deeper things in you, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that is here. Thank you, Father, for what the Holy Spirit is said to do. We ask that there will be no hindrance to God. We ask that you will move as you have intended in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us, still with eyes closed, I just want to read this to us. This is some of the words that came as we worshipped. The Lord says, there will be a sweeping of the feet. Things will happen so fast. Amen. He said he's bringing men to a higher level of, uh, he's bringing men to a higher level, he's bringing men to a deeper realm. In this season, it's not just going to be about what you know or what you think you can do. The Lord is saying, I will be taking over. I will be taking over. You might just want to say, Father, I receive this word. I receive this word in the name of Jesus. Help me to lose myself into your hands. Just go ahead and pray and say, God, help me to lose myself into your hands in the name of Jesus. He says, I'll be sweeping men off their feet. I'm going to be sweeping people off their feet. You don't want to be in that day when the Lord is sweeping men off, his, off, our, off our feet. You don't want to be holding on to anything. You just want to let go and allow the Lord. He said, things will be happening so fast, it will be beyond your comprehension. The Lord is saying to someone in here also, he's saying, leave the door open. Believe it will come in. That thing that you most desire to manifest my glory will come to you, but you must be receptive. Allow the door to be open. I'm sure this word is for a specific person. He said, allow the door to be open. Leave it open. Don't be concerned about shutting it. He said, that which you need will come in. You must be receptive. The Lord is saying, I'm activating success and prosperity, but you must put your talents and your skill to work. He's saying you are afraid it will not work because the vision is too big for you. Just be willing and obedient. He who has said it will teach you to accomplish it in Jesus' name. The Lord is saying all your emptiness, I'm going to fill it with my glory. All of the foolishness, I'm going to replace it with wisdom. All the blind spots will be enlightened. Your short-sightedness is going to become enhanced so that you can see far. He's saying there are, these are some of the things that are coming to you for this year. But you would have to dare to believe him and leave the door open. I want us to just respond to this, talk to the Lord if this, if this um, relates to you. I want you to just say, Father, I hear you loud. I hear you clearly. I'm just going to allow the door remain open in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to be too careful wanting to shut the door because the Lord said what you are expecting will come in. 
the Lord will do it. The Lord of glory will do it. He said you will manifest his glory this year. Father, we just bless your name. We bless you. We honor you this morning. Marhinda Libra Shantalika Nemo Zokotsofra Lida Nemon. Father Liganda Nemo Zonta Liga Daba Ligadaba Shukotsofra Lida Nemon Zokotolia. Help us, Father, to relax in your presence. Help us, O God, to cast all our cares all of our anxieties upon you in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to cease to think, how shall these things be? Help us to relax in the fact that you have said it, you have promised it, and you know how to bring it to pass in good time, in record time, in the name of Jesus. I want you to just release every care, every care, every concern, roll it, every care into the hands of the Lord this morning. Roll your care, roll your care this morning. I just sense, I sense, I sense, um, you know, people need to roll cares upon the Lord. Just roll it into his, into his hands. Roll it into his hands. I want to just listen, listen to silence, like, let all cares and all worries, let them just be rolled into the Father's hands this morning. I'm giving you another opportunity to talk to the Lord still. This is part of the reason why we come. We come so that we can hear his word, but we come so that we can also, we can, in the congregation of the righteous, in, the, in having other people around, you can just fellowship with the Lord, focus upon him, look upon him, and talk to, talk to him. I want you to roll your cares upon him this morning. Roll your cares. Roll your concerns. Every nagging voice of the enemy in your head, in your mind, I want you to just shut it down with the help of the Lord this morning and say, God, I commit all my cares, all my worries for the month of January. Lord, I commit into your care. I roll into your hands. I refuse to carry any load. I refuse to carry any, any weight. I refuse to carry any trouble this morning. In the name of Jesus, I roll my cares upon you, Father. I roll my cares upon you. I roll my cares upon you. The only weight I want to carry is the weight of your glory, Father. I roll my cares and my worries upon you this morning. Lord, I ask that you will take up cares this morning. I ask that you will take up worries this morning. I ask that you will take up burdens this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, my livra yanda nimo shukotofra lige de tolia. Take burdens off people this morning, oh God. Take burdens off in the name of Jesus. You said, come unto me, Lord, I pray that men, women will hear you this morning saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me, roll your cares upon me. Take upon you my yoke, take upon you my burden. My burden is light, my yoke is very easy. Lord, I ask that this morning there will be an exchange of your there will be an exchange of God of burdens in the name of Jesus. Help us to take on, Lord, your own burden that is light, your yoke that is easy to carry. Help us to take it on this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I want you to open with me Second Corinthians chapter 3. I'll read from verse 7 to 9. 
And I'm still considering the topic called to manifest glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 7 to 9 says, But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. Verse 8, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. We're still continuing with the topic called to manifest the glory of God as we saw at the beginning of the year from 2 Corinthians 4.17. The Lord saying, you might experience some things, but he's saying everything is being, is being, um, um, is being programmed to deliver glory to you. And I, I, part of what we looked at last week, we looked at the fact that um, there is nobody going to bring glory from up, from the heavens or from down from hell for you and I. We have glory on the inside of us already. Amen. There was a season or a dispensation where the glory of God could be said to be found at the temple. And so we will hear, the Lord will say, you know, with the children of Israel, all those times, he will ask Aaron to gather them together, and when he will talk to them, the glory of God will descend. So the glory of God over time, you know, before the Lord Jesus came, we could say, you know, when you, when you go to the temple of the Lord, you will see the glory of the Lord in it. Amen. Also because at some point, we had the Ark of the Covenant, and the glory of God, you know, was like permanently on the Ark, and the Ark was kept also in that place. But in this time and age, guess who has the glory of God? You and I. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says we are the temple of God. And so the glory of God abides in you and I. The scripture says that Jesus Christ is the fullness. He said he's the, he's the brightness of the glory of God. God is as if he, all of his glory downloaded into is in, is in Jesus. And so if you have Jesus, you have the glory on the inside of you. Amen. So last week we looked at um, the Hebrew word, the Greek word, and I'm not going to go into all of that. We looked at, at the fact that glory can be active, it can be inactive. Amen. We looked at a couple of things. We looked at the components of the glory of God. And we said there are about five of them. And I'm not going to go into all of that. Please get the message for last week. And you, you can very well update yourself on concerning all of that. We started out looking at the glory of God in action. And that's what I want to conclude this morning. Conclude the, glo the glory of God in action. We just want to see, you know... Um, Instances in the scripture where the glory of God came, where the glory of God descended and what happened so that you and I can know what and what to expect. You know, the, um, we oftentimes will talk about Esau, the fact that at some point he said, what is my birthright to me? I'm dying of hunger, you're talking of um, birthright. He did not value it, he did not really, because he didn't know what he could get out of it. And so we can go on talking about the glory of God also and then... Um, your heart is not really telling. Your heart is not really going alongside with it. You are thinking to yourself, what will glory do for me? Why do I need the glory of God? What is the glory of God going to accomplish in my life or for my life? And so because of that, I, I know we looked at a couple of instances last week, but I want us to look again. Uh, we want to continue again. We'll just look at some other ones that I wasn't able to mention last week. And that is, number one, the glory of God can bring judgment and vindication. 
If you don't know the reason or you don't know the, if you have not appreciated something well enough, you might not want it. You might not desire it enough to say, please, I want this thing to come my way. But if you know what it can do, if you know what some of the things that the Lord expects us to do in your life, then your appreciation for it increases and you want it. Let's look at um, number 16. We'll start from verse 1. This was a case with um, the children of Israel and Moses. At some point, the men of Korah, or the sons of Korah, came to Moses. That's, that's verse 1. It says, now Korah, the son of... Well, they came to Moses. Let me go to verse, verse 3. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Let me, the background story here. They came, to, they came to Moses and they said to Moses, See, you don't be going up and down as if you gathered all of us together. You, you know God, you have access to God, but so do we. We also have access to God. We are holy also. And so don't, don't do as if you are special. And the Lord answered, he responded and told Moses, You know, just get out of the way. Let me deal with these people myself. What we see the glory do here, I can see in verse, um, verse 6, no, verse 7. Verse 7 says, okay, wait. Trying to see. Mm. So Moses, when Moses heard this, he fell on his face. That's verse 4. Verse 5 said, he spoke to Korah and the company, saying, tomorrow morning the Lord will show you who he is and who is holy and will cause him to come near to him. That, that's one whom he chooses. He will cause to come near to him. And then verse, seven, verse 6, verse 7, he told them what to do. But then verse 10 says, uh, now I've, okay, verse, verse 19, sorry. Verse 19 says, And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. When the glory came here, if we go down to verse 31 to like 34, you will see what the glory came to do. The glory actually came to reveal to them that, see, you are not on the same level with Moses and Aaron. And so you can't stand and challenge. There are times that in our lives also you need the Lord to come through for you and it does some of this coming through for you or vindicating you fighting for you, justifying you as he allows his glory to shine forth in your life. We see glory coming here. And when the glory came, the scripture says the fire of God came and it consumed. From 31 to like 30, 35, you see the fire of the Lord came and the men of Korah, maybe like 250 of them, plus Korah and his family, all of them were taken care of. The scripture says the ground underneath them opened and they went in like alive. And then the other of their people too that were with them, that joined forces with them, all of them also got the judgment of God. So part of what the glory of God, and you know, in this, when I look at this example, I'm saying to myself, this is what the glory of God can do for a child of God. It can bring you vindication. It can bring you, it can bring judgment in your favor, hopefully not against you. Amen. All the people that stood against God saw the wrath of God. They experienced the wrath of God because they were on the wrong side. Amen. God expects you to be on the right side. And as you are on the right side and you have people coming against you, there are people that have challenges. As in, the scripture says, if you, are, if you go through difficulties because you are in your wrong, 
then there is nothing, you know, you, you, you very well deserve that. But if you are going through tribulation or you are going through challenges, if people are opposing you because you are on your right, you are on the side of God, then God has, he has the rights and we give, him the, we give him the grounds to come and answer on your behalf. Amen. This is what we see here. There are people that might be going through challenges. You are going through tough times. People are giving you difficulties. The Lord is saying, as my glory, you know, as my glory is reflected, as it is manifested in your life, this is one of the things that the glory of God can, you can expect it to bring your way. It can bring judgment in your favor. Amen. It can get you vindicated. People that are opposing you can see the hand of the Lord and then they shift or they adjust in their, in their, in their mind or their, 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 their minds towards you. Amen. We can see glory of God bring, bringing abundant provisions also. For the children of Israel, it was the same thing. Even though it, you know, it, was a, it wasn't so much of a good experience for them. Exodus 16, at some point they started complaining to Moses. They said, why did you bring, out all, and bring us out of Egypt? In Egypt, we could sit with a pot of meat and eat to our satisfaction. We could eat meat, we could eat bread, but here we don't have anything. And, you know, they complained and complained and murmured. And the glory of God answered their murmuring. You know, all of these examples that we're looking at, it is good that you are on the, on the good side such that the glory works in your favor and you are not on the other side. Amen. So when you have people complaining, for instance, and this is not my focus, you know, you, are, um, you, know, um, you have a boss ahead of you or you have a team leader and you are murmuring, if there is a challenge, the right thing to do is go to the person. Amen. And let the person know, you know, this, this, this happened. Can we talk about this? Can we get this resolved? But murmuring, as far as God is concerned, never really tickled, tickled him on the right side. Amen. They murmured in um, Exodus 7, 16, and we, we saw how the, the Lord responded. Of course, he brought food for them. But, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to consider what the, the end of the food that he had. They, had, they complained in verse, um, in, in verse 3, they complained that they didn't have food. And the Lord said to them, don't worry, I'll bring food tomorrow. Verse 6 says... Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the, Lord, that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see what? The glory of the Lord. In the morning you will see the glory. And as, as Aaron was still saying this in verse 10, it says, Now it came to pass as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel that they looked towards the wilderness. And behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And what the glory came to, you know, came to deliver, you will see in verse 13, he said, So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay all around the camp. They had food in excess. Amen. The glory of God is able to bring what? Abundant provisions. The God uses his glory. You know, we, we saw part of what we said last week is the fact that Looking at glory, in glory, you find the prosperity of God. Amen. You find the prosperity of God. You find the purity of God. You find the personality. That is the character of God. You find the power of God and the presence of God. And all of these things we see as we look at the different instances where the glory of God, you know, was mentioned. 
in the scriptures, you see all of these um, different components of the glory of God being showed up. So in this Exodus 16 here, we see what? We see abundant provisions. Isaiah 60 verse 1 also talks about the fact that as glory, it says, arise, shine. It says, what? Your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 3, and as you read on, you realize it was saying that kings will come, right? It says Gentiles will come to your light and kings will come to the brightness of your rising. As they come, if you read down the whole of Isaiah, you will see him saying that they bring with them. They don't come empty-handed. Amen. They bring with them. So as they glow, you can't, and the truth is, when you say glory of the Lord, and I think I said this maybe the first week of, of, of the year, that when, you, when we come to understand the glory, one of the challenges that I have, you know, um, being, being sincere now and just confessing is, having taken some time to look at this topic, you just get swallowed and swallowed and swallowed, and you're like, God, this thing is really huge. This thing is huge. We can be on this mountain for, as in you are opening up plenty and plenty things. I said it was at the beginning of the year that the glory of the Lord, if we truly understand it, there is nothing outside of God that you won't find. Because when Moses said to God, he said, show me your glory in Exodus 33. God said, you are, you are asking for me. It is me you are asking for. So as the glory of God manifests, you have everything that any man, any woman would ever need manifesting prosperity, increase, abundance, everything. Energy, good health, everything. Life, you have everything, you know, making up that glory or found in the glory of God. So you see here, Isaiah 60 was saying, as these people came, they did not come empty-handed. They came with, they came with substances. He said sheep um, and camels, everything was coming. Everything came with it, with, this, uh, with the rising. Once the glory of God was shining upon that particular, he was saying, he said, arise, shine, light has come upon you. The glory of God is risen upon you. And because the glory of God is upon you, the light of God is upon you, as if every other thing that you would ever need is attracted to you, gravitates towards you, it finds its, its, it finds its way towards you. And therefore, we can't say somebody is manifesting glory and the person has lack. That's what I'm trying to come to. Amen. You can't have lack, material things, spiritual things. You have everything together as the glory of God is allowed to, you know, settle upon you and you manifest it. The glory also can bring protection. It can bring covering. And that's part of what the Lord expects. And I hope that you are appreciating this better. It can bring you protection. It can bring you covering. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden had the glory of God. We want to believe, you know, covering them. And when the glory departed, they knew it. Because Adam said to the Lord, he said, we are naked. Because the glory left them. What was covering, what was protecting them from being hit by, you know, the elements of the earth left them. So glory can be a, pro a covering of protection. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 4, 5, and 6. Isaiah 4, 5, and 6, please. Zechariah 2.5 was saying you can write Zechariah 2.5 down. Write down Zechariah 2.5. Write down Psalm 3 verse 3. Zechariah 2.5, the Lord says, I will be a wall of fire around you. I will be the glory in the midst of you. The presence of God can be a shield. It can be, bring you protection. That's Zechariah, um, Zechariah 2, um, 2 verse 5. 
It says, I will be a wall of fire around you. I will be the glory in the midst of you. So the glory of God can bring protection around you. It can bring protection. When you, have, when you are conscious that you carry the glory of God on, on, your, on, on you, there is a level of fear that loses its grip upon you. Because God, having his glory on you, is like having a wall of fire around you such that you are, you, you are shielded from every attack of the enemy, things that the enemy wants to throw at you, things that the devil wants to, you know, hit you and bring you out and harm, such things can't, you know, they can't function because you have the glory of God as a covering. You have it as a protection around you. Amen. Psalm 3 verse 3 says, But you, O Lord, you are a shield. You are a shield about me. You are my glory. You are the lifter up of my head. Amen. The glory of God can be protection for you. God expects it to be your protection. When did, um, what's it called? The, the, um, this, uh, who was it that was, was hired to come and curse the children of God? He said, see, I see, I hear the sound of their king in their midst. And if you read it well, what he was saying is, I have, there is, as if there is a light, that kind of light that is upon the ark of, ark of the covenant. Amen. That you can say is the glory of God. Well, as if it was pulsating out of them, as in like shining. And you can't place a curse on them. It's already a protection. So everything that the enemy wants to throw at you does not find a landing place. Why? Because the glory of God is around you. The glory of God is upon you. The Lord says, I'm a shield. The Lord is a shield about me. That's Psalm 3 verse 3 says. He says, you are my glory. You lift up my head. Isaiah 4, 5 and 6, please. Isaiah 4, 5 and 6. The children of, um, the children of Israel experience the same they experience the protection of the Lord. It says, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above our assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory, for, for, over, for over all the glory, there will be a, for over all the glory, there will be a covering. There is a covering upon you. There is a covering upon me. I believe it's the same thing that Adam and Eve experienced. I believe it's the same thing that the, um, you know, Daniel experienced too in the, in the, in the lion's den. That the, animal, the, the lions couldn't hurt him because there was a covering of glory all around him. Let's see verse 6 of this Isaiah 4, please. It says, there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the east. For a place of refuge and for a shelter from the storm and rain. This is the plan of God for you and I. That as you have glory upon your life, that in that glory, with that glory, you are able to trust the Lord that you are. You are shielded. You are protected. You are sheltered from storm, from rain, from things that will hurt, things that will damage, things that will make other people afraid and run elter-skelter. It won't be your lot because... The protection of the Lord is upon you. You have a covering. You have, um, you have the glory of God upon you. Amen. The glory also, through the glory, the Lord brought instructions to the children of Israel, as we see in Exodus 33. Exodus 33, um, and then Deuteronomy 5, verse 24. But you have the same. Deuteronomy 5, 24. The Lord asked uh, Moses to come up 
up the mountain. He was with the Lord for a period of time. And the Lord gave him what? He gave him the Ten Commandments. He gave him instructions in righteousness. So the glory of God also brings instructions to you and I. It instructs you. It teaches you what to do, what not to do. The scripture says you have the only one on the inside of you and you don't need one to teach you, know you the Lord because they will know the Lord from the least of them to the greatest of them. The Lord brought, you know, the, the, when the Lord was bringing the, um, what's it called? Bringing the instructions or the Ten Commandments, he brought it through his glory. We, it, 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 there was a cloud and then the glory of God was all around and that, that was how the Lord delivered this. Verse 24 says, and you said, that is after the Lord appeared to them. They said, surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. This was after the Lord delivered his instructions to them. Amen. John 1 verse 14 talks about the Lord Jesus. He said, through Jesus, talks about Jesus coming with, he had the glory of God. And he said, grace and truth came with him. Now, in Jesus, God went a step further from what he did with um, Moses and the children of Israel. With Moses and the children of Israel, as he delivered the glory, through the glory, he delivered the instructions in righteousness to them. He gave them the Ten Commandments, told them what to do, what not to do. But grace to accomplish was missing. But Jesus came, and the grace to do all of those things, the Lord made it also available. So, in this time and day, you don't have instructions in righteousness alone. You also have the strength to abide by these instructions. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I want to just quickly move on to what is... I, I wanted to finish this before because I didn't finish it last week. But... Having heard that glory is not something that is new to you and I. Glory is not something that, um, you know, it's not, it's not about how to get the glory. You have it already. It is how to manifest it that is the issue. You want to say to yourself, the experience with the story that we have in, um, in Luke 13. The, that, um, Dr. Adedoni read that scripture this morning. And I was saying, I said, that is part of my message. And this is my focus for today. Luke 13 from um, 6 to 9. It says, he also spoke a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in, the vine, in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I, I have come, yes, on this fig tree, and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Verse 8 says, but he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. He says, if it, if it bears fruit, fine. But if it does not, after now, then you can cut it down. We've realized that, you know, glory is not something that is foreign to you and I. We have it already. Our major challenge is it hasn't produced or we have not manifested it as, you know, the way you are hearing it right now and the Lord is putting his demand upon it and he's saying, I expect you to manifest glory. So the challenge might be, it hasn't, I have not manifested it. I've not even, I did not even seriously know that I had the glory of God like that on my inside. We might, we might be looking at, you know, um, yourself and comparing yourself to this tree. And saying, this tree has been there for like three years, the gardener said, and it hasn't produced, it hasn't manifested, quote and unquote, glory. And he said, we'll cut it off. But he said, no. The gardener said, leave it for one more year. 
But he said something when he said, leave it for one more year. He said, we are going to do something different from what we did in previous times. You have heard that since you became born again, you had the glory of God on the inside of you already. But the Lord is saying this year, I want you to manifest. Meaning we cannot, if, if you are going to manifest glory, you would have to do differently than you did last year. This man said, leave the tree. We are going to, I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to do something different with it. And that is what I want to call you to, to this morning also. That you will begin to do something different because you have the glory of God on the inside of you already. But the Lord is saying, I want you to manifest it. I want you to reveal it. I want this glory to be shown to other people. See, usually what gives birth to something sustains that thing. Amen. What gives birth to something sustains it. When Moses went up the hill and he came back and it was recorded that the people could not look at his face, what happened to him? He was in the presence of God for how long? 40 days and 40 nights, right? Before he went to get the Ten Commandments from the Lord. He was in the presence of God. The scripture said when he came down, he had, something had happened to him. He had become changed. He had become transformed. Because he stayed in the presence of the Lord and he absorbed the glory of God. The same thing, the same way that glory came upon Moses is the same way that it's going to be sustained in you and I. You have Jesus inside you already. But to sustain the glory of God... You will just have to continue with it. And that is in the place of communion with the Lord. You know, there are times that when messages like this are going on, you wish we would say something else. And at times it can be frustrating because it's the same thing that we come back to, which is fellowship with the Lord. Seeking the face of the Lord, looking upon the Lord. That was what happened to Moses. He was in the presence of the Lord for 40 days. He was busy engaging with the Lord, focusing on the Lord. He absorbed so much light, absorbed so much glory coming from the Lord that when he came down, he couldn't but reflect or manifest what he, was, what he absorbed. Is anybody listening to me? Matthew 12. You know, I saw something recently that, that, that made me, got me thinking. Verse 1 says, at the time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. He and his disciples, they were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. Verse 2, and when the, the Pharisees saw it, verse 1, what did they begin to do? They began to, that verse 1, it was like an anathema. Something happened that the Pharisees had never seen, you know. In their, since, they became, since they came into existence, that on the Sabbath day, you will pluck grains from the field and begin to eat. You were not supposed to do that. The children, you know, the disciples of Jesus were supposed to do that. So something happened to the disciples that started, what do you think happened to them? Before Jesus came, do you believe they must have been adhering to don't pluck anything and eat on the Sabbath day? Do you believe? That they weren't touching on Sabbath day, even if they were hungry and they were passing through a corner of field, um, a field of corn. Do you think they would have plugged corn to eat? No. They did that for several years until Jesus showed up on the scene. They were with Jesus for a period of time, after which they were going out on this particular Sabbath day and something different happened. What was the different thing that happened? They put their hands out, plucked the grains, and they were eating. 
That was something that had never happened, that they had never seen. Nobody would do that. But the reason why they could do it was because something changed on the inside of them. They had spent enough time with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Jesus must have talked to them and talked to them. I do not think that Jesus would have told them, you have to, that from now on, you are free to begin to pluck grains from the field, even on a Sunday. I don't, on a Sabbath day, rather. I don't believe that Jesus must have told them that. But Jesus poured himself into them, that there was liberty that came upon them, and they knew we could do this. What I want to ask of you this year, and you will still hear a lot of things about the glory of God, you know, things that, you know, the benefits of the glory of God, things that can limit the glory of God, things that can help you manifest the glory of God. But one sure thing is spending time with the Lord. When these people spent time with the Lord Jesus, they, nobody needed to tell them, you, can now free, you are now free to begin to pluck things from the field on a Sabbath day. They had become transformed. They had become, they had become changed. Something had happened on the inside of them. Amen. So for you to manifest glory, you need to first and foremost, even uh, you, you need to know, which I believe we have, we have established, that you need to know, you know, as in be sure in your inside, be, be sure in your inside that you have glory on the inside of you. Amen. Glory has been poured out upon you. The Lord Jesus is within you. You have access to glory already. But part of, the, part of um, the ways to manifest it is that you stay in the presence of the Lord. You seek the face of the Father. Amen. As you spend time with him, liberty to be yourself. Liberty to reflect the light become given to you and you can use it. Amen. Amen. As you stay in the presence of God, because, you know, everything that we do with the Lord is done on the premise of faith. Without faith, we can't receive anything. Without faith, you can't manifest even the glory of God. You need to have faith on your inside. One, there is glory on the inside of me. And as you spend time with the Lord, as you seek the face of the Lord, the things, because when you, when, when you have a new child, and the child is put to the breast, you, you, have you asked yourself, it wasn't as if they taught the child. But you have strength, you have capacity on your inside to know the things that God expects you to do. How you are supposed to manifest his glory, the different scenarios, different things you need to do part time, the Lord will bring to you. But as you stay in his presence, you realize you have the capacity to. Your thinking becomes changed, it becomes transformed, and becomes easier for you to reflect the glory of the Lord. Amen. So that's, that's about the major thing I want you to see here. What we see in this Matthew chapter 12, verse 1, it might look very simple. But a transformation had happened to the disciples. Something had happened to them that they could, they had so much God to go against the norm. They had so much confidence to begin to act differently than the way they used to act before. If, if, if this thing does not happen to you, it will be the same thing this year. We will go through the cycle again and the year will end. But I know that. One, two, three, four, five people can break into something new as we begin to spend time with the Lord. That was what happened with the disciples. They stayed with Jesus. They focused with Jesus. They focused and focused. After a while, there was an overflow. There was an overflow that made them to begin to do things that they ordinarily would not do. The gardener said, we will not do, you know, spare the tree, but the tree will not remain the way it has remained in the years gone by. He said, we will do something differently. You also have to do something differently. 
you have to do something differently. You have to come more to the Lord because you have glory that has been delivered unto you already. But we are asking that the Lord will help us to reflect this glory, to shine it forth in the name of Jesus. As we spend time with the Lord, then this begins to happen. Amen. Matthew, um, in Matthew um, 5 verse 16, the, Lord, the word of the Lord says that you are light, you are source. God expects you, you know, carrying the glory of God, sharing the glory of God, manifesting the glory of God is something that should happen to you and I naturally. It should happen normally. It should happen naturally. We should get into a place and people know that you are representing the Father. Everything that you need at every point in time should be, you know, um, delivered to you. In terms of speech, in terms of material wealth, in terms of wisdom, in terms of um, energy to get anything done, even confidence to break into new fields, everything should be delivered to you as that when due. But the, 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 um, the beauty of this is seen as we stay in the place of communion with the Lord. As we stay in the place of communion with the Lord, we need to desire glory. We need to ask for it. We need to look for it. The Bible says in um, Acts, that's chapter 7, verse 55, talking about Stephen. He said, as he was stoned, he looked up to heaven and he saw. We need to be on the lookout for the glory of God. We need to be desirous of it. We need to, we need to want it. Amen. We need to want it. We need to want to, you know, reveal it to our world. Reveal it to people around us. Shine forth the strength of God. Shine forth the wisdom of God. Amen. We already said that the glory can depart. People can become, um, you know, can fall short of the glory of God. We already said that last week. But I want you to know that the, the, the first step, and it's about the only thing I'm saying this morning, is spending time with the Lord. I want to do these things differently. I want the glory of God to break out of my life this year. I want something different, something new to come upon me this year. And if they've said I need to spend time with the Lord, then I'm going to spend time. That farmer said, I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to fertilize it. It's going to take some kind of labor and some kind of effort on your side also. How are you going to, you know, um, how are you going to deal with your relationship with the Lord this year? What are you going to do differently from what you did last year? For us to have the kind of life that God expects of you and I, what am I going to do differently this year? What is my relationship with the Lord going to be this year? How is it going to be different from what it was last year? These are some of the things we need to you know, call ourselves to this year. Call myself to a meeting and say, how is my relationship going to be different? What am I doing differently this year in the name of Jesus? That is the, that's where the focus should be. This is where the focus, our focus for this year should be. I want, you to, I want you to bow your head. Bow your head and I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to bow your head and talk to the Lord that you will not be like that tree in the name of Jesus that has refused to bring forth that has, refused to, that has refused to bring forth. I want you to ask that the Lord will help you this year. What will translate into digging round the tree? Let the Lord reveal it to you. What will translate into fertilizing the tree? Let the Lord reveal it to you. 
in the name of Jesus. I wanted to just talk to the Lord and allow the Lord also speak to you. I still have some time, but I want us to just pray. I want you to pray. I want you to talk to the Lord that your, your, as that tree is, and it's been allowed to go another year. It will not be another year of uneventfulness. It will not be another year that my life will be bland. It will not be another year of the ordinary in the name of Jesus. Ask that the Lord will help you. What, is, what, what does digging the tree, around the tree, what does it translate into? It digging around the tree. When you dig, you might need to cut out and cut off some things. You might need to cut off some things, cut out some things, throw out some things. I ask that, I'm asking that you will ask the Lord to reveal to you. Let the Lord help you to know what are the things that have constituted distraction that you need to take out. It might be relationships. It might be things that you do, maybe activities. Things that have not allowed you to have enough time because we all have enough time. If we will channel it in the right direction, we will have results eventually. Like I said, this is the major thing I want to focus on. I, I, I know I've not even been able to, you know, um, throw out my thoughts as I planned. But even if this is the only thing I will achieve, it's okay. I want you to just say, God, help me. What are the things that constitute digging? What are the things that constitute fertilizing my life? Help me to know them. Help me to know them and I receive grace, Lord, to be able to do them in the name of Jesus. I want my life to be different this year. I want people without me opening my mouth to know that I belong to you. I want it to be obvious. The Bible says the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will live withhold from those that walk uprightly. The Lord will give grace. He will give glory. Glory has been given to you already. We need to have it sustained. We need to have it manifested. And I'm saying that like that tree, you need to dig around it. You need to fertilize it. If not, it will go the way the three years went. But we are trusting that this year will be different from what last year was in the name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will help you and the Lord will open your eyes in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes, oh God, to the things that I need to cut away. Open my eyes to the things I need to put in into my life in the name of Jesus. The things I need to get rid of and the things I need to imbibe, the things I need to embrace in the name of Jesus. Help me. Verse 17 of Ephesians 1 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Ask that the Lord will help you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding also being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of god that he has brought upon you father help us to know in the name of jesus through your glory you manifested a great deal Yes, you know, um, in the Old Testament with uh, uh, in, uh, the patriarchs of old, you did a whole lot with your glory. Through your glory, you brought a lot of manifestations. They knew, people knew that the God of Israel was alive. Lord, we are praying that men, women in the city of Abuja and beyond will know that our God is alive also. You said you have called us as light. You said we are salt in this world. We ask in the name of Jesus that your glory will 
will be seen. Let your light, let it be seen in, in us. Let it be seen upon us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will help us. Help us, oh God, to know the things to focus on and the things to get rid of in the name of Jesus. Help us to know the things to bring in and the things to throw out in this season in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that our case will not be like this, like this particular tree that was on probation. Help us in the name of Jesus, Lord. Help us to bring forth. Help us to produce in the name of Jesus. We know that you desire fruitfulness even in our lives. In every aspect of our lives, spiritually you desire fruitfulness, materially you desire fruitfulness, even emotionally, intellect-wise, in the works of our hands, in the way we carry on with our lives, raising of our families, handling of our businesses and our jobs, in the relating with men and women, in our immediate environment, in our neighborhoods. Lord, you expect that things will not be at a standstill. You expect that our growth will not be stunted. You expect, oh God, that we will move forward, that we will increase. Lord, we'll pray that you will, you will open our hearts, oh God. Help us even as we close our books this, this morning, oh God. Help us, oh God, that this conversation does not end here in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll pray that you will speak to us. You will help us, every one of us, to know exactly what you expect of us, that we might be productive, that we might be fruitful, that we might bring glory to you, that we might bring praise to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, for we're prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.